Welcome to High ISO, the photography and business podcast. Where we talk about life as a professional photographer. I'm Robert Hall, an editorial photographer from Michigan. And I'm Justin Haugen, a wedding and portrait photographer from Arizona. What have you been getting into today? A whole lot of nothing, man. Just just lounging, man. Like, I find every year I take less and less photos. Like, the first year, you're just snapping everything. And the next year, it's like, ah, okay, snap a few. And now it's like... Did I bring my camera? Did I even bring my ca- I took more photos with my cell phone. Straight up. There's a particular style of people that come to these events, and I'm trying to be very kind. I'm only taking 45 images. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you get the, you get the guy who is wearing two cameras, stock camera strap, one DX Mark II with a 7200 on one and like a 24 to 70 on the other. They're walking around with the Holy Trinity mm-hmm. uh, on stock camera straps, uh, wearing a vest, wearing cargo shorts, and <laughs> photographing every model at every booth. Yep. And that's not how I want to experience this event. It's just no. too much weight to walk around with and too much photo taking. It doesn't feel like fun. No, that's not even how I experience travel anymore. Like I know that when I am going out and traveling now, I'm more likely to take one of my smaller cameras and even use it less and less. I'm much more reliant on the phone these days for like personal experiences. I find as you as you gain more experience, like when I first started, anytime I travel, strobe is coming with me. Beauty dish. I traveled with a beauty dish. (laughs) (laughs) On an airplane with a beauty dish. And I would just bring all this equipment and it, it weighs you down, right? Mm-hmm. It's you got all this cumbersome equipment to bring, and just to get like you know a shot. And I realized as time went on, I don't need all that stuff. I can still get that shot with less. So I just look at just just the way I travel, like my mentality. Like I remember my first destination wedding. Like oh my, you don't even want to understand what I brought to what I travel with now and how I pack now. And it's for me, comfort. Comfort's number one. Like before, I was I would sacrifice the comfort for the shot. I got to get all the equipment. I'll worry about the comfort after. I just need to get the shot. Once you're not comfortable, <laughs> <laughs> like you can have all this stuff, but if you're just not comfortable and you're just, that's how I felt. I was like, nah, I got to be comfortable. So well, as you learn more, you realize that you're not really losing many shot opportunities by bringing less, right? Because you have more creative solutions for how to accomplish it. Whether that's bouncing a flash off a wall to get a 30-inch light source instead of using a 40-inch softbox, right? A 30-inch softbox. So you you just get more confident in your ability to adapt to a scenario and you realize, I don't need all this shit. (laughs) And all it is is it's just like when you're starting out, it's just fear of missing out. It's like FOMO, right? Yeah. You, you just, you're scared that you're not going to be able to accomplish something because you didn't bring something. That's hardly ever the case. Yeah. And after, after a while, you do it, and then you realize, okay, last two trips, I brought this equipment, and I didn't really need to. So next time, you scrap that. Mm-hmm. And then as you shoot more, you realize, okay, I can get similar look with this flash as opposed to this strobe. Now it's like, okay, like where one, one time you'd probably bring like a 600 and then you realize, oh, this is heavy and you shoot with a 200 and you realize, oh shoot, 
I can get a similar, pretty much get the same look with the 200. And that's way lighter. It's more travel friendly. So you learn these things. Okay. And you learn to work with less to get the shot, mm-hmm. pretty much. There's like two, set, two mindsets, like the discomfort of bringing all the stuff and that breeds its own type of creativity where you have all these resources available to you, uh, but it is extra work. And yeah. I, I remember going to weddings and setting up a strobe with a beauty dish and I would put it where I knew sunset would be. Like if it was like a one, like this one all-inclusive venue, I would leave it by this like this little um, overlook for the sunset. I would leave it there, knowing that in four hours I would be back here with the bride and groom <laughs> to take a picture with this Einstein uh, strobe with a battery attached to it in a 28-inch beauty dish. <laughs> and and I look back and like, man, I don't get those photos anymore. But I don't have to. I don't miss it. And then and then the other type of creativity that's bred from uh, comfort, from being being comfortable in your body, that you didn't bring all this shit to a photo shoot or to a wedding, and that you, I, I also feel that limitations breed their own brand of creativity. But it's um, also you're mentally relaxed, yeah. too. And, and like, yeah, you want to see what I can create with all the tools available, but show me, like, but there's also a creativity that is bred from take everything away, yeah. and let me see what I can make that way, too. And yeah. then I think if you can exist in both mindsets, then you can do both. You can like meet in the middle eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You have the most flexibility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. You gotta sh- be able to shoot in conditions that are not most favorable. A lot of people can create amazing work in the perfect condition. You got all the tools. You got all everything's perfect. And yeah, you can create some amazing stuff. But how amazing is it now when you don't have all those luxuries and now you have to shoot at a time that's not the most ideal? Can you still create? Can you still create out of that, of those, uh, out of those situations? I was actually curious because you've got a photo walk coming up here, and it's actually semi-restrictive around here. You've got a set time. What time is your photo walk? It's at uh, one, uh, one to three. So pretty high sun. Outside? Outside. Yep. And you're, you know, got to stay within a certain distance to the, the expo, right? So they, they gave me a map of the approved areas where we can shoot. So... I was scoping yesterday, saw a couple uh, couple classes going, so I knew I'll, where, okay, these are a uh, place where I could shoot. But I was, this was around 4 p.m., so the lighting was different. So I, I couldn't really judge it based on those conditions because I knew when I'm going to be shooting, it's going to be different conditions. So I popped out my Sunseeker app, and this is not an ad, so <laughs> I'm not getting paid for this. Um, not yet. Well, not yet. Sunseeker, <laughs> hit me up, yo. Um, so I pulled out the Sunseeker app, and I set it for my photo walk, and I set it for the time, and I just popped the, the camera up to the sky, and I knew exactly where the sun is going to be. So I said, okay, so I'd want to position my model here. So I'm already thinking this ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah, that Sunseeker app is a really nice luxury for, oh, yeah. for planning something. I, had, I just did a wedding in Florida and had all my my daytime plans, but I was like, where exactly is that sun going to set? And to just have that luxury of technology in two seconds is like, it's insane. That yeah, you funny it. you said that because I was meeting with a couple and they were getting married on this golf course. They got like a pond and lake and stuff. They want to get shot. So the husband's like, yeah, I want to get like sunset shots on the lake. And I said, well, where's the, the lake position? Like mm-hmm. it all depends. So I, I said, I pulled out the Sunseeker app. I go, okay, where's your, pulled up the location. And I showed him. And I was like, well, if you want to get a sunset shot, you can't really get it there. Because, mm-hmm. you know, and he was just like, wow. Yeah. And that, that kind of makes you, the photographer, look like a 
a professional. Right, you're not just managing you, the uh, circumstances of like holding a camera. Yeah. You're over here predicting the weather. Like that shows a really high level of experience. Yeah, because anyone could take a great photo, right? And you got a lot of dudes with cameras running around shooting weddings for 500 bucks. But being a wedding photographer, you're a problem solver. So he brought up an issue. I said, okay, well, let's let's solve this problem now. Because mm-hmm. if, if I say, yeah, yeah, we'll do a sunset shot there, and I've never seen the place, now come the day and we can't get the sunset shot, now <clears throat> he's disappointed that I didn't deliver. Right. Yeah, right? You kind of, he's going to feel robbed. He's going to feel robbed, point. yeah. Yeah, so it's nice to have the experience to know that, hey, that just might not be possible. Light is really interesting here right around the strip. Because like one hour changes and all your shadows are cast in a different direction. And then mm-hmm. you've got these big hotels bouncing lights. So you've got all these patterns all over. It's uh, it's actually pretty interesting how fast it changes right around here. Yeah. So I'll be curious to see what the results are of your of your photo walk. Do you think you got some good spots? I, got, I think I got some, uh, got some good spots. Um, What's the focus of it? Off-camera flash. Okay. Yeah. Lighting? Are you using? Uh, creative, creative uh, off-camera flash. Okay. Are you using 200s? Um, I have 200, I brought a 200 and, um, uh, one of my boys, uh, he has a 600. So okay. that, thanks for reminding me. I got to call him tonight to <laughs> <laughs> hey, make sure you bring that to me. Well, if you're in a, if you're in a pinch, I've got a 400 in the hotel room too. Okay. If you need it, so I figured there'd be no shortages of flash. This no week. shortage yeah. of goat out. <laughs> oh yeah. You're going to, you're going to show up to your, your photo walk and there's going to be people who are going to be outgunning you with better gear. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's always kind of. Crazy to see the army of stuff that people come out with. Yeah. <laughs> what's uh so like what kind of what kind of gear are you using in addition to that? Like modifiers, like what do you what what's your lighting? What are you trying to communicate with the lighting to help your creative vision? Like what do you do with gear? Like mod mods and stuff. So with with me, the the reason I love lighting so much is the control that you have. The control and I okay. Here's my analogy. Okay, if you heard this analogy from anywhere else, they stole it from me. All right, <laughs> uh, light. You have natural light and you have artificial light. Okay, or we'll call it flash. It's almost like a movie. You have fiction. You have nonfiction. Right. You have movies that are realistic, based on a true story, and then you have movies that are clearly fake. You know, science fiction, fantasy, um, action flicks. So. I look at the, the, the base on a true story is more like natural light, <laughs> right? Whereas Flash is now like the action flicks, you know, the Avengers, the stuff that the natural eye, the, the naked eye doesn't see every day. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you look outside and I see you, I'm seeing you right now. I'm seeing you in quote unquote natural light. I'm not seeing you with off camera flash. So I like to give the viewer something that they don't see. So if I were a, mu- a movie director, I'd be doing action flicks, man. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be, be doing Michael action Bay. flicks. Yeah. I'd be doing, you know, sci- sci-fi, all that crazy stuff. I mean, what do you want to be? Do you want to be When Harry Met Sally or do you <laughs> want to be Avengers? There yeah. you go. I think I'd pick Avengers. I think, like, I'm trying to think who my, who, what director I'd model my work after then. Like, can you come up with a director <laughs> that you, like... Oh, a director that you model, like, your lighting like your, after? Yeah, like, if we're talking, like, in the realm of this, of this analogy... Who is your Who is yours? Be oh man, you're putting me on the spot. I don't know, I'm trying to think too. I'm you like, put me on the spot too, man. I, <laughs> hmm. I think I'd be more like Tarantino, <laughs> Low, with a little bit of with a little bit of a uh, who's the director of Lord of the Rings. I have no idea. I'm just gonna say I'd be a Scorsese. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be 
I'd be the Fast and the Furious, whoever does the Fast and the Furious. I think think everyone's directed those movies at some point. (laughs) With what you just described, it sounds like a Michael Bay thing. Like lots of explosions and action, Transformers, bad boys. There we go. Okay, yeah, you're Michael Bay. Ninja Turtles. (laughs) He directed those movies too. That's (laughs) me. So one of the things about, it was two years ago now that we did our video, right? Yes. Two years ago, right here. That was two years ago, man. I know. We didn't do anything last year. Good so two years ago, we did a, a video basically shooting portraits of uh, strangers right on the strip. And the immediate thing I noticed, I don't think we had, we may have met in passing there before, but that was the first time we spent a lot of time together. Yeah. 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 And um, the big immediate thing that I noticed was your energy level. I said it in the video, like nobody could touch that about <laughs> you. It was just like how boisterous you were, the energy that you're getting out of people. This man made a woman with a black eye from the night before take off her sunglasses to pose for a portrait that was going to be posted on YouTube. Yeah. He just like pulled that out. She's like, yeah, I don't know. And they talked to her for like 30 seconds. And then she was like, okay, I'm in. It was ridiculous. That was funny, man. How- <laughs> I don't even want to know the story behind the black eye. That's terrible. Did she, did, she got drunk she or something yeah, like that? Yeah, it just started okay. with a lot yeah. of alcohol. It was okay. bad. Typical Vegas like, bad decision making. Self-inflicted, not like domestic abuse. No. Okay. No, no, like no, 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 no. It's we okay to laugh that. at. No, I'm uh, just saying. Like, and she's Canadian, too, so I had to, you know, had to represent. All right. So how important is that? Is it your energy level in just day of communication and, and booking with clients? How, like, how much of that is a staple of your business? Oh, it's... Honestly, pretty much everything, uh, more than the photos, man. Photos is what they see at first, and but it's that's what sells them, right? Um, I mean, that, that, that's why we meet with clients, right? They yeah. see our work, they like the work. Okay, now I want to meet with them to to see if we're a good fit. That's Ideally. pretty much what the, the, the consultation's about. Yeah. So when I go into a consultation, I'm trying to sell myself. I'm trying to, trying to relate <laughs> with them. Uh, you know, I try to figure out, you know, you know, you ask questions and sometimes your personality just don't match. Yeah. Like no matter, you could try your best. I've had, I've had somewhere I'm like, yeah, this isn't going to work and it doesn't. And sometimes I think it's not going to work and it works. And they call me back. I was like, oh, they booked me? Like mm-hmm. I could have swore I bombed that. Man. Yeah. <laughs> but the energy level, um, it's just the energy. It's the connection too. the connection, the vibe, the vibe that you give off. Um, it's important for, you know, booking, it's important for even shooting. It's important for, um, even like you said, everyday life, man. Yeah. I just booked a wedding sight unseen. The couple went on, they contacted me online. Um, they wanted to see pricing. I was like, oh, they only want to see pricing. Bye. Like, I'll never see you again, hear from you again. Uh, next thing I know, I'm getting items selected on my, my brochure, online brochure, and it converted it into a proposal and they wanted to make a deposit. And I was like, they picked a pretty good package. I never spoke to one to them on the phone once yeah. or met in person. And that to me is the scariest thing to go in with no read on a person. I'd rather that we have some rapport built, like we have some banter, like we feel each other <laughs> out. There is an art to showing up on a wedding day where you've never met the people and then you figure out their name and you figure out the, their, their people's names. And then by the end of the day, you have like this rapport that you built and it all happened on the fly. There's an art to that too, yeah, but I sure. don't prefer it at all. See, I... I started shooting for a lot of other studios mm-hmm. and there was a lot of that. They didn't have an engagement session, mm-hmm. which is really common if they're like out of state or something yeah. like that. Then you're doing everything day of. You're walking in and if she's not in a white robe, mm-hmm. it's who is the bride today, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. and um, and it's very scary, but I I was really happy to be experienced with that mm-hmm. because it, it completely alleviates like the pressure of that situation. Like if you can, you have the confidence to go mm-hmm. in 
and command that you're gonna have everybody on your side by the end of the day. It's a skill. Great feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big skill. And then, and then yeah, you're and then you're just then you're test. Like I'm always testing limits. I'm like, how many curse words can I say today? How weird can I get? <laughs> like, mm, are these people messing with me? Like, you gotta figure fill that out. And it's like it's like a refl- you're trying to figure out like how comfortable can I be? Mm-hmm. Um, can I get around them to be the best version of myself that I want to be? And then get the best work out of them too, so they trust you to t- to take chances. Yeah. It's always a curious line that I, I like to explore is we talk so much about professionalism in this industry, right? <laughs> we talk and, about unprofessionalism. <laughs> yeah, but there, there are some significant benefits to foregoing professionalism in a lot of scenarios. Now, I'm not saying, uh, obviously this could be like misconstrued the wrong way, but I'm saying in terms of connecting with people, there are things you can say there are, you know, acts that you can take part in that are completely, would be considered unprofessional, but mm-hmm. definitely put you in a better place with that person. The yep. sooner I can say fuck around a couple and have a <laughs> shot with the groom, the better it is for everybody. <laughs> yeah. I have been in some situations, you get some Italian families where uncle is cooking up wine or grappa in the garage. It's offensive to deny yeah, yeah. taking a taste of his wine, mm-hmm. right? That that he made. So I've had a, a few grooms um, peer pressure me into uh, indulging in activities <laughs> and. Everyone's like walking on eggshells okay, Yeah, like we're not. This is what we're trying to sensationalize or get you into anything. Like Daryl Hoshing on. You know, I'm just you know. saying, you know, they you know encourage you to uh, consume certain. We're in Las Vegas. Uh, it's legal here. <laughs> it's legal here. <laughs> uh, I get it. Um, yeah, and and I I just think that it's it's a real conversation that not a lot of people have because everyone gets so wrapped up in professionalism. But yeah. I mean, I think we can all say is like you've got to toe that line to focus on connecting with people on a deeper level. Yeah, like I've I've seen you know wedding photographers like. On the wedding day, I never have a drop of alcohol. Like, under no circumstances, I do not drink. And I'm like, hey, that's cool. That's you. Yeah. I, I drink every wedding. <laughs> <laughs> so, it works for me, you know? Yeah. I'm not rigid about it. Like, I like if the opportunity arises and it, it causes camaraderie and, it like again, getting people to trust you to do crazy shit with them in front of the camera, I'm going to do it. But typically, I'm like, not until I earned it. Like, And I don't earn it until I park my car into my garage and I go crack a cold one after putting on my gear away. But yeah, like I'm not turning down a drink if the groom is like, come I on, you got I have a photo yeah. of me and groomsmen holding shots nice. on my about me on my website. Love it. Love so it. clients good. go there and they know right away, oh, this dude, okay. They, they already know what they're in for. And that's all part of like personal branding <laughs> And though, that's right? exactly why Having I do Having that it. right there out in the open, Anybody who has a problem with that, they're gonna turn away right yeah. there. But I won't even know. I won't even know about them, so exactly. it won't bother me. Exactly. But who seeps through? The people who like that, yeah. right? Yeah. The people who are like, "This is my guy." Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, get a people who are also a reflection of who you are, like like the qualities of yourself that you want to like share with people. Hopefully, they empathize with that. And that's mm-hmm. yeah. that's why they booked you, and they trust you to, you know, they trust you to guide the ship, but also to make sure that ship's a party ship too. You know, <laughs> party boat. <laughs> I had a, I shot a wedding, so this was this was crazy. So back in 2011, uh, a, f- a friend of mine uh, from Chicago, we decided to go to Orlando to do a couple photo shoots. So we went on Model Mayhem, looked for some models. So we find this model. We're like, all right. So we get to Orlando, and the model's just being real 
you know, real cautious. Okay. So we only had her work email, work phone number. Like we didn't have no personal, nothing. So we get there. It's almost like she can contact us. We can't contact her. So or whatever. So we set the time for the shoot. She calls us. She's like, okay, uh, I'm just parking. I said, okay, great. Uh, where'd you park? We'll come meet you. And oh, yeah, yeah, I'm around the corner. So she's just being real secretive, not telling us where she parked. We're like, okay. So we get there. We meet with them. She brings her friend, who she said she was going to bring before. And the friend brings her mom. And we're like, oh, man, this is kind of killing the vibe. And she's like, do you guys have the model release? And we're like, I've only, I've only been doing this like two years at the time, like uh-huh. model release. So she's like, yeah, I don't shoot without a model release. So like the whole vibe was just like, dead so my buddy had to go uh check on his phone he had one on his phone he was like i need to go to a library to print it off like remember this is back in 2011 technology was different so he runs off to the library i'm standing there at the corner with these two girls and their mom and she just arms crossed like not talking and i was like yeah this is not looking good so my friend comes back with the model release sign it everything's cool so they're like all right let's shoot and i'm like Let's shoot, man. You just killed the whole vibe. So anyways, I was like, all right, man, let's let's do it. So we start shooting, and I'm not feeling it at first. And you could tell they weren't really feeling it at first either. But gradually, things started, you know, opening up. You know, they initially said, oh, we have to stop shooting at 530. They were, like, adamant on that. So we start shooting, and it was just gradually... Things are started getting better, better, better. And next thing you know, these girls are having the time of their life. The shoot was just going amazing. Like the vibe, the energy, the energy changed, right? So sometimes you can have bad energy at first, but it can shift. Mm-hmm. And in this case, it shifted. And 5.30 comes. I said, oh, it's 5.30. Oh, no, no, we can keep going. We can keep going. So we shot till like another two hours. It was oh, crazy. Wow. What, do you, what do you think was like the primary, like what was that blockade at first? Were they just kind of concerned or like, just um, not, no, not being comfortable? She, she comes from a law background, so, you know, with photo shoot, she's just coming from, like, a law perspective. Mm. Okay. So that's why she's like, I need a model release and blah, blah, all this. And Was that the model that did that or the mom? The that, model. Oh, okay. Maybe, the uh, mom was actually cool. Oh. The mom was very helpful. That's what <laughs> mom, like, you want to hit this joint? I'm gonna- <laughs> yeah. So we ended up getting some amazing shots, and then, you know, years later, she got engaged, and she called me up. She goes, I want you nice. to shoot my wedding. And oh, wow. Yeah, so... Got there, and it was just crazy. And then people were like, oh, you're from, because it was in Orlando. She goes, oh, you're from Toronto. Oh, wow. Like, how did you guys meet? Yeah. And then she told the story. And people were just, like, cracking up, man. Because yeah. to go from to what we started to what we ended, like, it was just crazy. Arms so you're asking, like, what, arms, what yeah. I think changed it? Um, I don't know, man. Like, it was, I just said, you know what, let me just shoot. And, you know, the weather is nice and. The scenery was great. We got the palm trees and everything. So it was just, I guess the energy, you know, we just gave off good energy. So at first, they can already have their guard up. Yes. Guard is up. Doesn't matter what I do, the guard is up. So they've already had that negative, you know, uh, perception of me, I guess. Mm -hmm. Probably, I wouldn't say a negative perception. Not a negative. A a fear of photography. Or past encounter. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that, that guard up. Yeah. That's all. You're just very, you're, like you said, you're coming from it from this perspective. So you're coming from a guarded perspective. And then as time went on, I guess she realized, okay, okay, this is not what I expected. I expected it to be worse. That's why I had my guard up. And then she realized, hey, 
this is actually fun. Now, okay, I could see that positive energy that I couldn't see before because I had that block up. So I think that, I think that's what happened, man. A huge component of photography is getting people to put their guard down. Yeah. That is a huge element. And, you know, getting people from this defensive state. Like, I, honestly, that's kind of like my badge of honor is when, when I get those clients where I, my husband doesn't really like photos. Yeah. And then by the end of it, he's having a blast. You're right in his he face wanna, with the camera on the dance stop, floor yeah. and he loves it. You know, those are the ultimate victories, I feel, in photography because it's not it's not a technical victory of I got this shot well lit or anything. No, it's a, it's a personal yeah. victory of, of getting somebody to open up and get out of their comfort zone and forget about photography. Well, you have to remember, yourself. we are on photo sets all the time. Mm-hmm. So we know what to expect. Our clients, a lot of times they've never been on a photo shoot so they don't know what to expect so they're probably thinking the worst they're thinking okay this is going to be boring oh it's going to be an hour oh i gotta so they're not they don't know what to expect now when they come and they see oh shoot this is fun okay i thought it was going to be like this i thought it was going to be boring and we're just going to stand there and you're just going to tell us what to do but no this is fun so i think it's their expectations they don't know what to expect my favorite thing is to turn somebody's um, opinion about what a photo being photographed means and how it feels to them. Like I, I've been doing a lot of corporate portraiture, mm-hmm. and and I'm, it's hard not to like. I don't like to. I, I hate feeling people's negative energy walking in, walking and like, let's get this over with. Like and you're the and they're, they're, yeah, I'm like I'm like yo, I, and I and I, my favorite thing to tell them is like, listen, I have a hundred percent survival rate. I mean, at least short term, long term, you're gonna die. Everyone's gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, um, but no one's died from a photo shoot, and uh, yet. And and just hang tight, like you're gonna get you're gonna get your favorite photo of yourself. Just give me a minute, you know. And like people are so negative, and it's like, and then it's not even that. I don't think it's the photo shoot that they're they're uh, they're projecting their own fears about how they're gonna look mm-hmm. and how they look in that moment in time. It's always based on like I'm too old right now, I'm too wrinkly, I don't like the weight I'm at. Well, and, it's always because. Your previous photo mm-hmm. was you at a younger point. Yeah, I was going to say that. Listen, yeah. <laughs> every time I take a photo of you, it's going to be a photo of you when you're younger. And then, and then I was like, you're going to wish you did it now and not 10 years from now. Because mm-hmm. 10 years from now, I'm like, shit, I should have took that photo 10 years ago when that nice guy was going to take my picture. Uh, and I, I had a lady who, who, these are professional headshots for their corporate profiles. And she's like, I'm using a photo for my wedding 10 years ago. I'm like, what are you doing, lady? <laughs> like, like, you really have that much of an aversion to, to photographs that you're using a wedding photograph as your business profile photo? Like, <laughs> but yeah, people don't want to be photographed. They, they don't want to be faced with the reality of what they look like. And yeah, I myself, I've been a lot better about getting in front of the camera. Um, I've had a thought, I had a period where it's like, no, I'm good, I'm good. Like, and like, mm-hmm. I know it's like, I got to take 100 photos, get that one angle with the right light, the right micro expression, uh, and the right focal length for me to feel good about myself. And now I'm, I'm getting more, I'm getting better about just being like, that's me. I'm that person yeah. Yeah. from the camera. Yeah. And, I, and people like me still, even though I don't yeah. like how I look in that picture. And, and then, but trying to get that, convey that, convert that experience and turn it around for people who, uh, who don't want to be photographed. I'll tell you what, you think being photographed is bad? Take video of yourself. Yeah. You get to see every millisecond, every frame is like a different stupid expression. Mm-hmm. You realize why does my one eye blink like a millisecond before <laughs> oh, yeah. my other link? I've got an Elvis lip curl. I never knew I had it. Really? Never knew I had it. Like w- this side goes up. I think right when I yep. talk. Like once, yeah. Yeah. You talk out of one side. <laughs> why does that happen? I have no idea. I can't control it. I can't stop it. And I hate how it looks. But when I watch back on video, but yeah, no one wants. Yeah, and video is the worst. And then, uh, and then take how you sound. 
Like I have the voice in my head right now, and then I have the voice that I hate that you guys are hearing right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, I mean, that's just, it's natural. So it's good to be, if you're in the photography world, I think it's good to put yourself out there and be photographed or video mm-hmm. or heard because it does get you over it. I used to hate the sound of my voice, and I used to hate just how I presented things in general until I started working on videos, and I got had to get way more comfortable with it. And then that also makes you want to get better at it, yeah. right? I don't have the sub-vocalization issues that I used to have, constantly saying thinking noises and uh, every word. Like, that's how I started only three years ago. Mm-hmm. And hearing it, just being, facing it head on. Yeah, so being able to communicate that, the importance of that to other people is really important. I noticed it too. I w- I've watched you grown as a speaker on camera. My gosh, if you watch my first video on YouTube, it's so bad. <laughs> it's about six minutes long, and my eyes are on the camera for maybe 10 seconds total. Damn. Total. <laughs> I right. look like I just got, like, spanked, you know, by somebody, and I... No, like, I look, uh, like, abused, yeah. I feel like. Like, <laughs> like that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, just like that. Well, I um, cringe at my first videos, man. And like, Just, like, the whole, yeah, how you deliver it, the production value. Yeah, it's just crazy. It's a very difficult thing to face, but I think it's really important and leads to a lot of growth, which is good. Yeah. Uh, I want to say that ever since your video that that we worked on together, I kind of like sat back and I was like, I need to work more on my energy levels, like with clients. You know, like I was like, I want to experience moments like he's delivering because I've always considered myself, I've always been found comfort in my calm, mm-hmm. right? And I thought that was very helpful to wedding clients, but I was like. And he's hitting some like thresholds and vibes and frequencies that I am not. And I want to and I want to put myself in that situation more. And I have been, and I've and I've noticed a lot of growth out of it. And it's it's really helped me when I there are people I didn't know that there was this class of people that were responsive to that that I was never bringing that out mm-hmm. of right, until right, I right. tried. And uh, that has led to uh, just on Sunday when we were working with this dance group, we were twerking with them. Yeah, that, that was the energy level Were you there necessary. Too? No. Oh. no, 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 no. But I'm just saying, I don't think before I ever did your video that I would be twerking I with a dance I need group. this video. I need to see this video. Uh, oh, I got videos of it. <laughs> should that be the cover photo? It should be the thumbnail for <laughs> sure. Yeah. Twerk moments. Can we make it into a GIF? Like a never like a repeat GIF, never ending GIF. Just booty cheeks moving. Yes. <laughs> Is that what you want? Yep. We can make that. <laughs> People have spoken. But uh, yeah, you know, putting myself in those scenarios. I really examined it after two years ago and just felt a tremendous amount of growth after seeing that. So kind of got to thank you. Nah, man. You have to remember, too, this is their wedding day. Like, their energy level is on high. So I benefit from that. I take advantage of that. Hey, their energy level is high. Let me, let me get my energy level that high, right? And once my energy, you've seen my energy level when it's high. Yeah. <laughs> so when their level's high, mine's high, we're just having a great time, man. And I, I also, I, I feed off the wedding party too, man. Like it's the bride and groom see that I just met these people today. I just met their bridal party today. And then they see me cracking jokes, having inside jokes with them. And it's like. How do you guys have inside jokes and you just met like two hours ago? Yeah. Right? The, the, the couple see that. So when they see that, they value you more. And that's why they'll say, oh, my photographer was the best photographer. You're, you're, you know, you, you hear clients say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, hey, I'm not the best photographer, but to them, I am. Because no other photographer has given that experience. I think everybody, when they hire their vendors, especially with weddings, they want to be able to say they hired the best 
because yep. it's a reflection of them, not mm-hmm. just not you. It's, it's not, they, they are lifting you up. It's a reflection of them that, that they hired the best person for yeah. the job and they paid the most money or got the best service or got the best photos. So they want to they want to brag on you for that. It's for them more than it is for you. Um, that's actually, it's interesting that you say that because like we, I think we have this connotation that so many people are chasing like value, but really people want to say that they made the best decision for them, that they can relate the best experience. But going back to what you said, connecting with the bridal party like that is also probably the best referral system. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Out there. Yeah. Because yeah. chances are, you know, they might be engaged or getting engaged soon. Mm-hmm. And it's, you Every wedding, you should be expanding your network, right? Because you have the bride and groom, cool, the bridal party, right? Tap into their network, Mm -hmm. you know, add them on social media, like, you know, and, you know, you take a photo of them, you tag them in it. Now their friends are going to see it. I've gotten referrals from people and it's, oh, how did you hear about me? Oh, my friend went to a wedding that you were at right? My friend went to the wedding. I don't even know the bride and groom. I just know my friend was a guest at that wedding and they commented on a photo that you posted. Wow. So they don't even know the bride and groom. They just know a friend. So I was like, all that from just tagging the bride and groom. Yeah. Right. Oh, it's amazing. Like the social reach, like the trickle down effect that it can have and and where someone can find you. I know. I remember I had a client that booked me because they were passing, the mom and the bride were shopping in an aisle, and they were talking about how happy they were with the photos they just got. And the other lady was, like, shopping for something <laughs> down the aisle and was like, you had a great wedding photographer? And her daughter was getting married, and then they called me and booked me. Wow. I got booked from overhearing in a mire nice. aisle. That's crazy, you know? man. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah, so you cannot underestimate how your how much your impression can go like yeah. a long way. I, I once had a couple, I had like a series of like four couples that I booked who were all one degree of separation removed from each other. Like the, the first couple didn't know the last couple, but knew the second couple who know the third couple who knew the fourth. So it was That's like a chain crazy. of people. Yeah. And like, and one couple was talking about their wedding photographer. She was talking about me at her work and it happened her. And then the, 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 uh, the groom of the other couple uh, heard, overheard, like, oh, you booked Justin? I booked Justin. And so, like, you had this chain effect of people, and they're all, like, reaffirming the, like, they're all happy that they had that connection to me, that yeah. they all got to book me. That's uh, wild. It's also I, a small house. I small booked uh, the clerk at uh, H&M. Went to buy a shirt. Saw she had an engagement ring. Mm-hmm. Oh, you engaged? Yeah. You have a photographer? No. Boom, gave her the card. And she called me, met with him, booked me. <laughs> Did you catch me earlier during my, during my yes, shoot at Tamra? Yes, this was hilarious. He was on the showroom floor today. He has his model he's doing for uh, Tamron Lenses. He's an ambassador. And he's going through demoing some lighting setups and notices that his model has an engagement ring. And then he goes, do you have a wedding photographer yet? <laughs> he's nope. like, nope. nope. He's like, oh, okay. We're, we're talking later. <laughs> we're talking later. Nice. Who knows? Uh, and I, then I made it a teachable moment. I was like, don't ever be ashamed to plug what you do for a living to uh, any possible situation. You know, like be, oh, I think be open to like talk about yourself and talk about what you do. And, mm-hmm. and then she's and make surrounded by thousands of wedding photographers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Surrounded by the best wedding photographers in the world. And mm-hmm. I'm the first one who asked. <laughs> like she had, yeah, I couldn't believe that. Yeah, so that's funny. crazy. I'll never miss a wedding. That's ring. crazy. I'll always, like anytime. 
I'm always looking for. It used to be when I was younger, it was like I was looking for a ring to make sure I could like holler. But now it's like <laughs> <laughs> so you just transferred that skill. Yeah. to a business. Yeah, it's the opposite. Yeah, it's like the opposite. You're always yeah. looking at that ring, man. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a ring hog. I'm looking. I'm looking for the biggest and the best rings. <laughs> <laughs> Bigger the better. Oh man, Darrell, tell us where we can find you on social media and where people can see more of your work. Also, you can check me out on Instagram. Uh, Darrell Hoshing Portraits. Uh, that got. Clearly, my portrait stuff. Uh, you can check me out on Instagram as well. Just Darrell Hoshing. That's going to be all my wedding stuff. And uh, my website, DarrellHoshing.com. And you can check me out on Facebook, uh, Darrell Hoshing Photography. And what else am I on? YouTube? Yes, YouTube. Oh, Still yeah. working on that? Yeah, man. Uh, so, YouTube, uh, Darrell Hoshing Photography on YouTube. So, check me out, subscribe. Like, share, comment. I feel like I'm doing my own video. Yeah. <laughs> quick, uh, quick, quick spelling too for the for the listeners. Quick spelling on your name. Uh, D e r r e l h o s h i n g. Got it. And then um, you're you're doing your photo walk tomorrow. Thursday. Thursday. Twenty seventh. And that's not going to matter because it's going to air later. But yeah. but are you doing any other any other type of educational events in the future? What else is on the horizon for you? So I I'm teaching at the Embrace Workshop in Cancun. And that is actually a month from now. So that's end March 30th to like April 2nd. Mm-hmm. So we'll be out there with alongside uh, Keedron Franklin and Andre Brown. Um, so that's gonna be that's gonna be dope. What else? Any what brand, else? What any else? What brand else? relationships you want to shout out? Nah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Screw those guys. Get those brands. No one's paying me right now, yeah. so All I ain't right. shouting nobody else. All right. So you're a free agent. You heard <laughs> it here. You've you're heard it here. Darrell Hoshing, free agent. <laughs> Uh, talented photographer great guy um, great guy to drink with at a wedding yes <laughs> thanks for coming out man alright man I'm going to start a beard ASMR channel, just beard brushing, (laughs) super close.